Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Welcome to episode 180 of the After Lodge podcast, where under consideration is the revision to our bylaws, and the amendment to the amendment to the amendment now has the floor. What is the pleasure of the After Lodge crew? Um, the amendment. I vote yay. The amendment, the amendment. <laughs> You're the all out of order. Yes. You're all out of order. So uh, I'm excited to be back, Carlin. I don't know about you, but it's been a few weeks. It has. Uh, we we lost Nick somewhere along the way. I'm sure Nick has officially abandoned us. Yeah, I, I think so. I think he found some other podcast, and at some point he realized that advertising it on our show was actually hurting its performance. So. <laughs> I mean, I can't blame him. He's got David Riley. That's true. We had David at some point, and then we made one too many fart jokes, and, well, that was that. Came back. Uh, did you see we're having uh, Brother Hessel here next week? He's going to be here next week. Uh, I did not. I will have he to will uh, prepare myself. He said he's upgrading his audio equipment. Oh, good. And, uh, Sweet. So I was waiting to invite him back until after the investiture ceremony here. Uh, I was going to, like, pop on the camera with my fancy red hat. Like, what now, Hessel? And then he'd probably, <laughs> he'd probably then pull out his white one, and then I'd say, oh. Or his... <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's fun. We enjoyed a, a good debate the last time about, you know, pipe organs and the York versus the Scottish Rite, which, here in our town... The, the Scottish Rite has a very impressive pipe organ. It's like built into the auditorium. It's magnificent. I want to hear that thing sometime. No, you don't. It's always played horribly. Oh, really? <laughs> no. I don't think it is. I think it's played exactly the way it's intended to. It just sounds like a really old pipe organ. 
Yeah. Uh, they probably have tried to tune it, but you have to tune it with like a sledgehammer, so. Giant um, bags of air. I don't really know how an organ works. Yeah, it's not it's not an exact yeah. science. Um, actually, Jeff, a lot of the, I mean, a lot of the members there really really enjoy it. Maybe I just don't like pipe organs. Um, in which case, I'm probably in the wrong body. But it's too late for that. I've I've invested far too much time to back out now. There's so much giggity in that whole entire statement. Oh, there is. I was setting up uh, a <laughs> vessel for for his return. Uh, but yeah, we've been out. Uh, we're behind on on feeding previous episodes into the podcast hopper. Uh, we've had a lot going on. We uh, we had a last minute funeral. Uh, that uh, yeah, there was only one day we could all meet last week, and then ended up we had to do a funeral. Mm-hmm. Far away. Yep, uh, it was quite far. Uh, Bruce piled the the entire lodge into a couple of cars, and we all set out to the middle of nowhere. Um, but and then and then we found out that uh, that our late brother is going to be buried in a cemetery that's like five minutes away from the lodge. <laughs> For some reason, his funeral was like an hour and fifteen minutes away from the lodge. Uh, but I'm sure, that was a hell of a procession. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, it probably went on forever. Like there was some point when when Bruce and I we rode together, we were driving back, and there's like the same stretch of road. I swear we passed that same firehouse and that barn like 18 times. It's just this like stretch of road, and every time you round a corner, you're like, I, I was just here, and it, it it's it's like living in the Matrix or something. Um, Here's. Here's here's the thing about that, uh, Tony. Tony, welcome to the show. Uh, Hi, Tony. I, I can tell you this, but this is a hundred percent on the square. Are you uh, are you in agreement on that, Tony? Uh, I think so. I, I, yes. Okay. We were leaving the funeral last week, and Bob told us how to get back. We did not go the way that he gave us directions, and he beat us back. Say nothing. Why didn't you go? But but he, he doesn't know that, and he, he can never find out. Why didn't you go the way Bob told you to go? Because it sounded really dumb. Because it's Bob. He was like, just turn left here and follow this road all the way out to to the big town, and it's like the big town we didn't want to go to because it's the military base town, and no one ever wants to go there. I'm gonna be honest with you. Not that I dislike Bob, but in the five years I've been a member, I don't, I can't remember him ever being right. Uh, about anything you know there's that whole thing about a broken clock that's there you go i have a masonic question on that mm-hmm. not on bob but on the funeral yeah this funeral was a pretty good distance away from where our lodge is right significant mm-hmm. what how at what distance do you request a courtesy funeral from and I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm serious, because this was like a two-hour drive for our lodge, right? And we've done courtesy funerals before. So, how far away does it have to go before we ask for a courtesy funeral? And then, we, and then, who, whatever members of our lodge could show up would show up. Well, I think that's what it's dependent on: is how many of 
you know, how many members of the lodge can show up. If the master can show up, the secretary can show up, and a couple more can show up, then I, I guess that's good enough. So now in, I, I did call the yeah. lodge down there, and I talked to their secretary. And I made sure that you know they knew about it. Uh, I mean, I didn't they, know if there they was... were going to have guys there, and, and they certainly did. There were more of those guys than our guys. Yeah. I didn't know if there were, if there was like some type of rule of thumb that everybody you know it's two hours away, four hours away. No, no, it's it's kind of playing by ear, which is what Bruce and I were doing while organizing it. Uh, at some point, he. He broke down and called like the neighboring lodges. Uh, turns out they already knew because this brother, the reason we didn't see him at lodge that often is because he, I guess, lived down in that area and was, but very well known to the lodges there. So, oh, cool. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a big pity. We just gave him his fifty year pen like a month ago, uh, and he was all excited about never paying dues again. And the guy was healthy as a horse. He, he was killed in a car accident. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it was. Wow. When I got the phone call, I was like, "Wait a minute, there's nothing wrong with that guy." Um, I just met him for the first time ever. Like you said, well, I mean, I don't even think it was three weeks previous. Yeah, he's uh, oh. so he'll <laughs> he's sorely missed uh, by us, and even more so by the the brothers he routinely hung out with. Uh, but that's why we weren't here last week. Um, and then this week we're late because we were uh, hanging out with the Purple People Eaters at the annual Mason convention. Oh. And, uh, yeah, how did, that's they, how, how, how did they get that Harley <laughs> up on the roof of the pool? You know, the um, some of the things that happened were more shocking than, than the Harley in the hotel room. It, it just, like every year. Uh, the same, the same sort of chicanery and silliness. Uh, the as you could imagine, the the constitutional amendments that we needed to inch the craft further in our jurisdiction were all summarily shut down, um, like they are every year, and we'll repropose them again. <laughs> Poor Bruce. Poor Bruce. I can see him because the way we bowed. I, I hope I, was, I can say I was, this. I was I was so upset, Tony. There were there but, were there were three ones that we really cared about, and they just they got shot to shit. They really did. I, I'm sorry, but I'm just imagining you. The way we vote is basically by hand vote. So you no, raise we, your hand. Got, it's better than that now. We've got electronic buzzers. Oh really? Because I could just imagine Bruce like raising his hand. Yes, and then he kind of looks around. <laughs> <laughs> my thing it's slowly well, I, thought, I, I thought the ballot I, I thought the ballot ballot electronic it was secret ballot no no huh? the only thing that's ever been secret was the the grand junior warden vote oh i thought i thought you had the little and the secretary and the treasurer slips or something somebody explain i don't know but anyway, the slips to, to for the elections the, the oh. actual business stuff was never secret and that's part of what bothers me about our electronic voting is they make a really big deal about it being secret, and it's not supposed to be. There's supposed to be a clear record of how every delegate voted. If what what's the point of having electronic otherwise? Right, you should be able to still know how everybody voted and who voted how. Otherwise, how do you really know what your? I'm not saying that they would do anything wrong, but what's to say everybody votes yes? They want it to be no. They say, well. No vote, and nobody would know who didn't. 
Well, okay, so the fobs were the little things that we voted on were assigned to the lodges. So mm -hmm. if, if they so chose, whoever was running the thing could definitely know. Yeah, I'm sure there's a record somewhere. They're just not releasing it. You know, that way they know what charters to go pull. And... Right. But, you know, like, like Harlan said, it's it's supposed to be public knowledge. I don't but really see, understand. Here, here's the really, really important thing that I was wondering if how it how it was handled after being laid over from last year. Did they f do the Jeopardy theme for every vote this year? Uh, they had a few different silly themes for the for the second oh day. God. The first one was the uh, oh, what's that called, Harlan? Uh, I know what you're talking about, and and it just slipped my mind too. Last year, that made the voting. Neuron unbearable. To make it worse is it would stop because it was 30 seconds. And I guess the Jeopardy theme is like 34 seconds long because it would stop just a couple of notes too soon. The first few times you'd hear a couple of guys finish it off bomb, bomb, you know. But they, after a while, not, it just got real aggravating. On any of the controversial things, they should play the theme from Jaws. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> So anything that uh, anything it's the, uh, the, the uh, hold on. committee, William Tell Overture. That's what it's called. Da, 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 da. No, that's Beethoven. William Tell. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's yep. Is that William. what you said? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. So they they played those for the first day, and then the second day they went back to the Jeopardy thing. So how does the William Tell Overture go? I can't remember. Boom 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 boom. You know exactly how it goes. I am having to look it up. I honestly don't know. I want Bru I want Bruce to do it. It ain't happening here. Let me. Uh... <laughs> Come on, Harlan. No, we're not doing this. Um, but yeah, that's what the the joke at the opening of the show about the amendment, oh. to, the amendment to the amendment uh, was. How our statewide jurisdiction bill died. Uh, oh, it did. Yeah, because it. it I was somebody. There amended it with something that wasn't germane and the, the grandmaster didn't rule it out of order and it just killed the whole thing. And then there was an amendment to the amendment and people were arguing about the two amendments yeah. for like half an hour. So it wasn't no, a no, clean... Nobody was even talking about the thing anymore, so there was no way it was passing. Yep. It wasn't a clean bill. It was bogged down with amendments. Right, which you're not allowed to do under our rules, but that requires the grandmaster to you know, cut that stuff yeah. off. Uh, but then that was when my, my favorite comment uh, happened back in the corner where all the guys from our lodge were sitting. Uh, somebody back there was grumbling, we don't need background checks, we need a damn IQ test. And like the whole back corner of the room just started laughing hysterically and that went on for like 10 minutes. That's, that's what the laughter was about. And I think everybody up front was puzzled. Like what's so funny back there? That, that's what it was. What we need is a Masonic lobbyist. I'm thinking that would be a great job. You'd just be the guy that goes around at at the grand convention and oh, we're, lobby we're people. We're there's uh there's big hey. plans that were hatched that's, at this that's, year's what, that's what Harlan does every year. Yes, big plans. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. yeah, we're we're going to uh, really stir the pot 
next year. I think there's probably about 20 lodges, I think, that'll be jumping on board. Hopefully ours is one of them. I don't know, considering but, who's going to be the But we say that every year. year. Boy, next year, now that now that we know how this goes or how this went, next year we're going to get them. We're, like well, we're like the Masonic Cubs fans. Yeah, but, but <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> well, next year. It's all fun and games until the Cubs win the World Series. and then Yeah, well, you, you can't say that anymore. Yeah. Well, the next century um, we'll win one again. <laughs> the, the difference, Tony, is we can actually affect the outcome. That's true. Well, you can't, Bruce. Well, no, no, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, no, I can't. There's no amount of what, common sense and and time what, in the world that, that would have helped me there. What you'll find out, or what I found out, maybe it was just me, is the guys running for that particular office are your best buddies and they love you and everybody you're everybody's best friend once that vote is held you at that exact point you become a has-been <laughs> and they're like they're not worried about you the next guy that's going to run for it next year is more interested in your guy coming up now <laughs> so so you have officially reached has-been status yeah. is that not the truth guys i mean is that Basically. Well, I can I can grumble about it next year at least. Yeah, well, you should come back to Grand Lodge next year because I promise it's a whole lot more fun as just a regular old past master. I'll probably um, come for one day. I wish they did all the voting on one day instead of half and half. And dude, it used to be three. The other half the, you know, like I hate saying this, they could do that in one day. They could. Uh, when I went, and, it was I, I feel for the lodges that are traveling. You know. But, miles. but if don't you feel, did it all, don't feel too bad though, because those lodges, you know, your your per diem check you got that was like thirty dollars. They covered my parking that I didn't know was free. After, yeah. Until so, I paid for it. Yeah. There's there's a magic line on the map, and if your lodge is past that magic line, then it it doesn't scale linearly. So their check is enough to pay for their hotel room and food and gas and and everything. Um, so they get to stay at the real fancy hotel and eat nice food and whatnot. So I wouldn't feel too bad for them. It's I want enough to... for them to stay in the hotel that it's hosted in. Yeah. Mm. I want to switch gears real quick, but I got to ask this now because when y'all get ready to close the show, and I don't know how far along you are, y'all like just close the show, and I don't ever get my questions in. Well, yeah, that's uh, kind you of come point. in an hour and a half after we start. I didn't know. I don't get the invite. I usually have to find you guys. Everybody Carla, else is like send Tony an invite at, at seven forty today. If you if you hadn't put it on Facebook, I wouldn't have known y'all were podcasting tonight. Because so. I'm pretty sure you did. Who put it on Facebook? And, Nick. And every he may not show up on the show, but oh, he's he'll, not. He'll, he, he answered. He said, "No, I'm still here." Uh -huh. um, Bruce. Yeah. Yes, sir. On the la on the last show, we talked about the big deal how you didn't get an invite to the Halloween party. Yes, sir. I just happened to look up the RSVPs, and somebody got an invite and has not RSVP'd you. Well, honestly, Tony, I'm going to be 100% honest with you here. I'm trying to determine whether you felt bad because I made you guilty, so you invited me because of that, or whether you actually don't want me there. And until I decide one way or the other, I'm not going to accept <laughs> now you know, your invite. Now you know how I feel about the podcast. No, you're it's right. Kind of the same, you it's kind of the same thing. You're invited. I can go back and look at the email Harlan sent, and it's got your name in it. Uh, anyway, my uh, email, uh, uh, that's uh -huh. 
that's on my other email and i check it like the only time i ever uh, check that email it, that's like a trash email account now you know, the only time i ever check it on tuesday nights and so your nothing. official email of record with the secretary of your lodge is your junk mail <laughs> yeah it used to not it, it used to not be junk mail but it's junk mail now because because you use it once you use email for a little bit it be, for me it becomes junk mail my spam filter is horrible well you you shouldn't be signing up for yeah, all of all those, those shady silly websites things you sign up for yeah yeah like every time you you see something that pops up and says free just enter your email address that's yeah I actually have an email address. Hold on, just guys. I'm for, RSVPing but... to Tony's yes, party. Yes, yes. I just see it. You are going uh, to the party. You I know the reason. I, the reason I even known to look at that is as I was coming upstairs, I, I told my wife. I said, "Look, they're doing a podcast tonight. I'm gonna go up there and talk to him for a little bit." And her answer was, "Did you invite Bruce? Because I haven't seen where he's he's RSVP'd. I don't I haven't. I don't see where he's invited." <laughs> Uh, we're not Facebook friends. And I said, well, go ahead and friend him. And I, I was I, on my way up the steps, and I'm thinking, nope, never mind. I'll, I'll just ask him. <laughs> I don't want my <laughs> wife sending you a Facebook invite. Yeah. So, that's how it all starts on the Facebook. Yeah. So, anyway, that's all the that's all the questions I had. Oh, y'all want to hear a funny, not a funny story, a sad story? Y'all know what industry I work in, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um. Uh, you may already know this, Jeff. I don't know if uh, the manager told you or not. One of my sales reps got blown up today. I get oh. it. Um, There's no funny in this. I thought like, this was like, like actually yeah. for real. Yeah. He got air flight. He got staff flighted to the burn unit and everything. Yeah. He's staying overnight and having surgery tomorrow. Oh. Is he, he going to make it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. He's he's tough. Wait. He get, we get, we get burned up your... all the time. Did you say one of your sales reps? Yes. Okay. How, how, that's more, that's how, how my question. Um, he, we do open house type things, and we go to these conventions and events, and we show up with our equipment. We want to show it off, how it works. One of those things we sell are gas grills. So at 7 o'clock this morning, he's lighting a gas grill, and he... There's certain you always open the lid on a gas. Okay, PSA right here. Anytime you light a grill, always open the lid, <laughs> then turn the gas on, and then immediately ignite it. Do not leave the grill lid closed. Don't let gas accumulate. And so I'm such a horrible person. The very first thing I thought was after I asked him, "Are you okay?" Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm going to be fine. He was very calm when he was talking to me. This is like seven o'clock this morning. It was at a farm show, so they start cooking first thing in the morning i said you're okay yeah yeah i'm fine they're gonna start step flight me to the bird unit are you okay <laughs> okay they don't stat flight you to a burn unit if you're okay <laughs> i mean it, yeah i'll be all right mm. they said i'm gonna have surgery tomorrow <laughs> he, he, he wasn't burned most, that bad most of my skin fell off yeah but i'm gonna be all right he truly wasn't burned that bad, but my second thought was, oh, my God, we'll never sell. Whatever model grill he was trying to light, we'll never sell. I hope I don't have a lot of them in inventory because we're not going to sell anymore. Nobody was recording that incident, were they, Tony? I, you know, I don't know. You may it show may, up on YouTube tomorrow, and you'll be could, world famous. It could well, we'll very see it well. on Fox News in the morning. 
Um, come to find out, though, it was a homemade grill that one of the farmers at this convention put made, and that's what happened. So it was not one of our grills. So, but anyway, that's how my that's how my morning started. But yeah, you hadn't heard about that yet, 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 yet No, yet, yet? that's why we always look for the the UL logo on the back of all of those things. Yes. Um, UL listing. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, so that happened this morning. So it's not a funny story. It was just. No, that was not funny at all. Oh, no. I was trying to find the funny, but then I just kept thinking of some guy getting his face burned off. And then. It, 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 well, it, it's do, only. Do four... you have any more propane safety tips that would help us from blowing yes. ourselves up? It's, it's only 4% of his face. So the other 96% of his face is fine. Oh, My personal good. favorite gas sink. Uh, if you uh, live in this part of, of the world anyway. Uh, is, the problem uh, is, I love this guy. This is an older fella. He's the nicest guy you could ever meet. And seriously, what was it wasn't funny. Nothing funny about it other than he calls me up. He's about 70 years old. 65, he's about 65 years old. He calls me up and he says, Mr. Tony. He's from the South, so I always goes, Mr. Tony? Yeah. I said, I needed a call to let you know uh, I blew myself up today. <laughs> <laughs> like you did what? <laughs> like we what? <laughs> what do you do? I, I'm waiting on the joke to come. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I blowed myself up today. I, I burnt my face and my arm. They're getting ready to stat like me to, to to the burn unit. And I was like, "You okay? You are you okay, Vernon? Yeah, Mister Tony, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just got burned up little. <laughs> this thing's tough, man. This is oh wow. If it was me, I'd be playing it to the hip. My my back would be hurting. Oh, oh. <laughs> Doing some farmer in his grill, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you make sure you give him my card when you see him again. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, he, he could use your after-large cart, man. That's awesome. So uh, my, my favorite <laughs> propane or gas safety tip here if you live in this part of the world is if you ever see Tony running, Run. Run faster. Yeah. <laughs> Run faster. Run. Keep up with me. Anyway. Hey, seriously, uh, that used to uh, my official company T-shirts that I gave out, you know, at events and stuff. When I own my own propane business, that was actually on my shirt. On the back of it, it says, "I am a propane technician. If you see me running, try to keep up." And that's that was <laughs> the, uh, the other the other one. The other one said on the front, "Got gas," and on the back it said, "I do." So speaking, speaking of that, did you did you oversee or were it all involved with the the gas line we just put in the kitchen at the lodge to power that giant griddle? No, I left. Oh, I did not want to be. Nothing to do with it. You, <laughs> you 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 well know as an attorney, Harlan, about agency law and duty to yep. warn and all that stuff. I, I also know as as a mason and a member of our lodge, I'd rather not get exploded. So, and I've been on site during the installation of that line. I could be held culpable also. And so as part of a duty to warn you. But you should have known better than than this or that. So, no, I did. I purposely well, did not want to be there. Did you see him doing something wrong? No, I, I left. Well, I don't know what they did. Do we have I, gas at the lodge? I know nothing about it. What, like, I, I did you at least make sure they knew what they were doing? No, that's what I'm concerned about. <laughs> that's the thing. Oh, wait, we're Tony. They did, wait, we're they did talking. before the last breakfast, though, right? Yeah, but we're not talking so we're about. Well, let me be clear. We're we're not talking about like a like a four burner like gas kitchen stove. 
We're talking about a very large commercial, commercial, industrial grade, like huge, huge griddle. The type of thing and that can send you, that, that can make you get air flighted to a burn unit if that thing goes up. Yes, <laughs> and it has. I forget how many like flames underneath it. There, there's a. I think that that gas line that's running to it, it's like a flex hose, and it's I think probably an inch in diameter or three quarters of an inch. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's legal. A, it's a big hose. Uh, say, okay, here's a Masonic thing, and and this is in all seriousness. You guys don't understand this yet. You will in another twenty years. You guys will start to understand the awkward position that I'm in at this point. We always joke about me being the old guy, but there was a lot of older, older guys there than me. Well, now those older, older guys are dropping off, and I'm quickly becoming the old guy. And so I can't be the old guy that stands over here and tells everybody how to do the job and that you're doing it wrong. Because okay. then I become that old guy. So when we're, when we're talking about gas installations, <laughs> that's exactly what we want you to do. <laughs> All right. I'm sure if I told them boys you're doing it wrong, that there there would not have been any stories. Oh, that old damn Tony. Like also, on. Tony, you've been trying to tread the the not old guy waters for like two years now. Every dinner, you'll like go and sit at their table for a little minute for for a few minutes, and then come over and sit at ours for a few minutes and act like yeah. that's a thing you can do. You can't do that. <laughs> you you got you got to pick a team. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, well, the old guys are becoming quickly me and Bob, so that concerns Ooh, me. That hey, did y'all talk? Did y'all talk about our dinner? Uh, no, I talked I about mean, it on IRC, but yeah, we didn't talk about it on the show. That, that um, dinner was awesome. That yeah, was we, the best thing no, I've ever done. We did because I have in my my notes here of things to censor out. Uh, yeah, we talked about it. Okay. okay. Um, but no, it was that was awesome. That was a fantastic evening. Um, and, and I don't normally give a lot of props to Josh, but I will, I will this time for putting that together. Yes. Uh, he, he takes his, his chaplainy role quite seriously. Yes, uh, he does. Which is really weird. If, if you know, Josh, those of you who've seen him on the show, like he's, he looks like an ex-con. You don't expect him to be the spiritual leader. Like if, if you picture a typical chaplain, literal opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know he does the job. Uh, picture well. the the motorcycle club guy that was forced to go to the AA meeting. That's what Josh looks like. There you go. And he, yep. Isn't it? And he makes an excellent chaplain. He, I, I, I vote that we. Just keep all the offices the same for perpetuality now. You know, considering what's coming right around the corner, I, I'm not opposed to that. Uh. <laughs> Move it on. My my uh, my younger sibling is is presumptively going to be the master of our lodge, and I don't know how I feel about that yet. Have you talked to him about all his grand plans? Because he's got a lot of them, Harlan. I gotta warn you right yeah, now. Yeah, but that's that's just uh, like every every new master has grand mm. plans. Then mm. they set themselves up for disappointment. I know I did. Oh yeah. I had this giant list of things we were going to accomplish the year I was master, and the list was just as long when I left as it was when I started. 
My greatest accomplishment as a master, as the master of the lodge was the fact that there was still a lodge at the end of my term. And I think that's go. what almost every master <laughs> is the greatest accomplishments. They're still oh, that's, here. That's super important. Yeah. Well, except except in Tony's case, they're they're that was an actual concern. <laughs> well, yeah, but I but I'm, uh, well, I I I wouldn't even look at it in those terms. It's just like I think every master comes in and thinks, "Man, I'm going to screw this up so bad." <laughs> That, that everybody's just going to quit and there's not going to be a lodge. But what was different in your case is it's not, oh, I hope I don't screw this up and we still have a lodge. It was, it was I have to fix this or we're not going to have a lodge. We kind of hoped that we weren't going to be in the paper as the homeless masons or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Which I might have been. Fortunately, when you were a master, I wasn't married. So yeah. the amount of money that went out of me and into the fraternity wasn't yes. subject to review by the missus. Um, and the brotherhood appreciates that. <laughs> that can't happen anymore. No. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not the master of my own destiny. Well, Bruce, you're on the downhill slide now, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just seriously, that's, you're on that, you know, you see the tunnel at the end of the light. Yeah, you see the light at the end of uh, it's all about Mike. Got to yeah. start building up Mike. Uh, so, what? How do you feel so far about your year? Are you looking forward to it being over? So here's to- the thing. I, I had a pretty good idea at, at, towards the beginning of the year that the thing that I mid sentence realized we probably can't really talk about on the show that happened at, towards the beginning <laughs> of the year uh, was going to be the the. Um, biggest point of contention throughout the year and i think that's still the case um, i have no idea what you're talking about uh he he's talking about a master mason degree that we so did we had this oh, master mason okay. degree yeah, yeah. and there were some certain brothers tony who came and visited oh, us oh i got you i got you yes okay brother brothers see yes. i just <laughs> yeah wow yeah that's uh, i mean yeah but yeah. wow <clears throat> Harlan, let's, 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 let's give Harlan a second to recompose. Harlan, that's that's no worse than several different things you've said accidentally well, on the show yes, before. Yes, except I say them accidentally. He did that on purpose. <laughs> They're just really good brothers. What do you mean? What are you talking about? If you're a really good brother, you get the extra brother in your title, right? Well, I call yeah, brother, brother, brother squared. I thought he was talking about Mike. Brother yeah, squared is brother brother. His brother brother. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I got you. So anyway, Tony, like I, I was a, a lot more worried about that than anything else. And of course, everybody, I mean, you all, the, the three of you here and, and the other officers, for the most part, did a phenomenal job this year. So it makes it easy for me. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, I mean, we, we survived a lot. Nipples got hitched. That was a thing. Yeah, that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That happened. Like half of his wedding was the lodge, and nipples is still hitched. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, that's uh, nipples bought a house. Did he buy a house? Yeah, nipples bought a house. Like I know none of this sounds as impressive to especially newer listeners who haven't maybe listened back far enough for all of the nipples saga. But if you knew uh, where nipples he, came from, yeah. This is this is a young man that that joined our lodge, and like we, we're not mentioning his accomplishing of these like every man items just because like it's, it's actually a really big deal considering the trajectory he was on. 
Um, that guy when my, he joined, which I mean, he joined before me. He, I mean, he let did. Me, let me go ahead and point that out again. Yeah, yeah Jeff. Wow. <laughs> so he was. Of course, he, he was, was in EA a, for like six years, but that's neither yeah. here nor there. Uh, he was on a trajectory that was less than good. He he comes from a very unfortunate uh, situation um, early on in life, and and I think was just lacking, you know, good male role models. And uh, the the fraternity has been. He, he's my case. Him, so, but he's my case study of making good men better. That that tagline we like to throw around, however cheesy it may be. Uh, whenever someone brings that up, he's the guy I think of. Like, here's a guy who's got his life together, and without Freemasonry, I highly doubt that uh, that it would be the same story. So, uh, it, it's there, there's something something to that. There's there's definite value for young men. Uh, I still have mixed feelings about the controversies we've discussed before, uh, particularly with Brother Johnson about. Uh, you know, how young is too young and we want men who are already together. And, and I kind of agree with that, but then, then I think of nipples. I'm like, well, what about that guy? Because by the millennial Freemason standard, there's, there's not a snowball's chance in hell that he would have been allowed into the fraternity. But then where would he be? And if, if nothing else, he's, he's definitely a better man than he was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nipples has not had to be bailed out of jail this year. That's true. That's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. This is like, the, that's the not second. a thing you'd think you'd be happy pointing out, but that's a thing. <laughs> this is the that's second. The yeah, two years in a row now. But you know, that's that. It is. It is still taking good men and making them better. Uh, like one and of the was, frustrations we we've had with this guy is that he's he's such a like a good dude like like at heart he, he's one of like those really pure-hearted guys that just manages to screw up <laughs> and uh, that's I, were it not for that i don't think that that we would really care as much about right. how things let's, are going for him but, let's be clear the jail was basically because of like unpaid parking tickets it wasn't anything was, crazy yeah. it was just being silly yeah uh, but it, it, that's not what i mean is he, he just ends up in these situations or, or, and it's that guy when, like, you want to be mad at him, but you know that, that he meant so well, like, no matter what it is, he always has the purest of intentions. And, and that's worse. Like, I'd rather just be dealing with an asshole because then you can, like, scream at him and throw stuff at him because he's being an ass. This guy's never being an ass. No. He, like, always means so well. And that's, that's more challenging to deal with in, in a lot of ways. Um, so we're, we're glad that we have him. So, uh, we'll, we'll give Bruce the kudos for seeing him through his nuptials and, uh, uh, keeping him on the straight and narrow as best we can. Although Bob probably takes some of the credit for that too. Bob showed up at his house, like the last lodge meeting. Cause he hadn't been at lodge. <laughs> so Bob's on his way to lodge and he's like, I'm gonna swing by nipples place and yell at him. So he like swung by there and like screamed at him and then came to lodge. And then like half an hour later, nipples is rolling in. Well, nipples is a guy that he always shows up to lodge in a suit. I mean, he puts it, he loves wearing that suit. Yeah, he does. He's, a, he's actually a really cool guy. So, um, aside from that, we, uh, 
We didn't burn the lodge down. Uh, we didn't. Uh, we didn't get into a war with Grand Lodge as much as I wanted to. Bruce uh, kept stopping me. So close. you're talking like the year's over. We still have no. Two it's and over half months. Uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty over. much over. It's, yeah, who, who's the as far as from here. It's over. The, like uh, the next three meetings are. There's going to be somebody else in that chair more than me. So. Mm. So the way this the way this works, Jeff is is at the close of Grand Lodge, you're a has been. Yeah, they have the vote they want out of you or whatever. Yeah, you're. It's uh, it's all about the senior board now. The the visitors will drop off except for the newly installed officers and whoever wants to run next year, and that's how you find out who's going to run next year is who starts traveling now. So so I did get. We'll still have a couple guests this year. I did get yeah. an assurance at Grand Lodge that oh. uh, that our grand or our deputy grandmaster, yes, will be uh, will be visiting us sometime before the year's over. Um, I, I gave him my sob story about how the purple people eaters never come to uh, never come to our lodge. In fact, if you go back and look at our Tyler's register, uh, we have a past grandmaster from our lodge back in like two thousand. And if you look at the the Tyler's roster that year, that guy, charter member of our lodge, never visited us either. <laughs> um, we just don't get visits from the from the big purple people. And so I gave him this big sob story. I've been singing it for the past two years. So Maybe it's the same thing. The reason I didn't want to be there at the running of the gas line. This way, they can have plausible deniability of anything <laughs> we do. It's. Uh, we, I never we thought about it that way, but yeah, that's possible. Know, they may actually like what you, they're, we're doing, but they don't want to have to answer for it. So Wait, we're talking about the lodge, not the podcast. <laughs> well, same uh, concept. Same concept. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we. Uh, um, we're gonna oh, we, got, we got the Grandmaster's Excellency Award. Um, yeah. that, that's a thing you can put in your your feather cap, there, Bruce. Right. Yeah. Um, no, that's a, got my name on it and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get that. So no, right. I don't think our, it, didn't delegate it, well it seems strange to me from year to year the requirements for that. Like some years they're exceptionally hard. Some years they're just like, yeah, here you go. So it, it swings on a pendulum. So it, it's it's just like politics. So what'll happen is is now like we just went through this grand lodge session. And there were more lodges that got this award than didn't, I think. And um, it took forever to get them all handed out. And so people will start grumbling about, you know, what's the point of even having this award if everybody just gets it? Like, it's nothing special. So then, like, the next Grandmaster will respond to that by tightening up the requirements. And then it'll go in that direction until it gets to a point where there's only, like, two lodges that get it. Um... And and then people will gripe about, you know, it's impossible for small lodges to get this award and it'll swing back the other way. So that's that's what happens. Uh, was, in your opinion, was this year harder or easier than last year? Uh, it was way easier than last year. We didn't, well, it no, seemed no, like no, a no, lot no. of lodges got no, it last year. They've had to no, break it up into four different handout sessions last no, year. No, 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 Bruce. It was very, very hard to get it this year. Okay, <laughs> it, it was. It was. Oh, it was incredibly just, difficult. It was incredible. Yeah, incredible. The other three hundred top lodges. 
Well, yeah. every, every, everybody had to work really hard. Everybody had to work hard. Yeah. Well, like the, the first year that, that our lodge ever got that, at least that I'm aware of, was also one of the most difficult years yes. in recent memory. Uh, so we, we have pulled it off when it's difficult, and we've pulled it off when it's less difficult. It, it's, a, it's a thing we do now. It's a, it's a nice feel-good thing for the guys at the lodge to, to get a nod from the Grandmaster and a fancy plaque. Um, oh, I'm sure Mike will make it happen next year, regardless of the probably. requirements. So uh, let's I know be, that let's all be honest. Ray will make it happen next year. Yeah, I was gonna say Ray. Ray's <laughs> gonna <laughs> just like Ray, he did this year. You're not Ray wrong. Will travel, travel, travel. Well, so yeah, everybody said the bicycle requirement. Th- that guy calls me um, at least every two weeks about the Excellency Award and making sure that we're still. We're still on track, so um, that's he he watches that very closely. Uh, last year was a was a mishap. There was an oversight on a requirement that we missed. That's why we didn't get it last year. Uh, we we literally checked every single box, and so not all of the boxes are required. Like there's like like four that are required, and then you have to get so many of the rest. We literally checked every box on the sheet except for one, and it was one of the ones that you have to have, and we barely missed it. Uh, he was quite disappointed. Uh, we really should call the Grand Lodge and have them print our treasurer's name on the uh, on the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he he does a good job with that. So uh, I'm trying to think. Oh well, you're not out of the water yet, buddy. We got the uh, we got the uh, the the audit coming up. Uh, you know, yeah. you definitely don't want to be the master of the year they find out that I've been cooking the books all this time. Uh, I don't think this will be that year. I think See, I've, I've still... got enough faith in you that you can make that last a few more years. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got a few years before I run off to Mexico with all like twelve of our surplus dollars. Bruce, have you set your finance audit team up this year? Your committee? Not yet. I'm just curious. Would you like to be on it? No. Too late. Thank you for volunteering, Tony. I need two more. Uh, well, the other one will be, you know who. Yes. Can't say Thank names. Mm-hmm. And and we'll spend forty-five minutes making a big production of looking at everything. Nothing will balance, and then we'll spend the last three minutes. I I pull it out and say, look, they brought in this much. They spent this much. Look, this is how much is, they started with in the bank. This is what they ended with. We're good. Yep, and, he'll, and then everybody will sign off on it. That's how it goes. I uh, oversaw it last year, and that was that's almost exactly how it went. I don't know. I'm never in the room. I mean, I'm in the room to answer questions, and I you leave. So I don't know what you guys do. Uh, it'll be cleaner this year, if, if that means anything. Uh, Thank uh, you. Ray has been on top of of like all of that. So. Oh. no, like the the records will be easier to to deal with than they've been in the past in today's world though with a uh, you take a pdf of your bank statement and then you put that into a word document you can make that be whatever you want it to be so i'm wondering how valid audits are anymore you take a guy that's sharp you can really so you can but it requires collusion between the secretary and the treasurer Mm mm-hmm that's the purpose I mean, of the committee, at least I would hope. Yeah, 
if if you've got collusion between the secretary and the treasurer, the lodge is hosed anyway. Like our whole system relies on those two being a check and balance on each other. Um, if That's both of them are working together to rob us blind, there's no way anyone's ever going to know. Yeah, nobody would ever know. Which I'm not concerned about. It. I trust Ray. Not Harlan, but I trust Ray. Well, that's that's the reason that's the reason we've never allowed ourselves to have too much money because there's, there's not enough. Well, there's not enough temptation there to make anybody take. Oh, nobody's right. no, nobody's no. going to risk that for the for the fourteen dollars and right. exactly. So, so what we did is we put fourteen all of the money million over into the social club, yeah. where it's all in the hands of one individual <laughs> instead of having that check and balance. Just the treasurer does it all and who just happens to be the brother of the of the treasures or the secretary so. no no right. I'm, I'm also the treasurer of the social club so i hello i've been trying to change that for a long time hello hi nick nice of you to join us sorry investigation committee ran really late yeah it's okay we already voted you off the island so yeah uh, so how's it how it was in the amendment to the amendment to the amendment of section three of the bylaws. Uh, you should have should have examined that a little closer. So, Nick, how deep does your investigation committee go? Because most of our investigations are usually there's like one question. You want to be you want to join? Well, there's three you questions. Yeah, you want to join? Mm -hmm. You got enough money? And you sure? <laughs> and if you answer affirmative to those questions, wait, you're in. Wait, who's asking that third question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Strike you, you the third the question. Got the check. Put him through the class, and uh, then we get his money. Yeah, this one lasted two and a half hours. Oh, but you said he was a cop, right? Good so Lord. you probably should have examined closer. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta make sure he's he's not uh, he's not clean. Does a yeah. longer does a longer investigation mean that you had questions you were a little concerned, or does a faster investigation mean the guy's good, so you well, don't go as deep? A, we had a really lively conversation, and we just started talking about all different things and his history. And it just long story short, he's ran into a, a lot of masons throughout his life, and yeah, he's arrested them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nipples. Um, yeah. So, and now he wants to join. He finally has time. His girls are grown up a little bit. His wife says it's okay, basically. You know, that's really. So his wife had a few questions. They were like, "What can I know and what can I not know? What can I tell her? What can't I tell her?" Uh, but he's a really cool dude. So you can't tell her anything, especially not about the the scandalous women. And the cocaine. Well, he's not oh, a jester. So. I'm thinking of Shriners. Yeah, that, that's sorry. He, he's not, not petitioning the Shrine yet. When you have the wife in the investigation, I believe you should tell her, give her a heads up <laughs> that once he goes through his first degree, if he goes off into the bathroom for hours at a time and you hear yeah, chanting yeah. in there, just yeah. just, just yeah. ignore it. It's okay. I, we totally <laughs> went through that. We oh, did totally you like? <laughs> Yeah. If he's murmuring strange like, strange phrases yeah. in his sleep, just uh just let that go. Yeah. He'll Fine. start saying stuff in old English like Who's at thy door? Like <laughs> Woman, get back to whence you came. 
he like argues that his children girl you better go from whence back you can't uh w-y <laughs> crap i don't remember <laughs> so yeah but yeah so it's interesting but, yeah well, uh, so I, I assume that you guys are are, are going to be favorable. You you don't look frustrated, so. No, he's good. I think he'll enjoy it. The only problem is he lives like forty five minutes from the lodge. I know that feeling. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say that's no problem. Bruce lives that far away. Yeah, well, I mean, I live that far from my lodge too, but. Mm. And all of you are weird because Bruce has a lodge literally within walking distance. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? A couple. Oh, yeah. Dude, there's probably 20 lodges between me and our lodge. I live like two and a half blocks away from the lodge. He's literally, Harlan's literally close enough to holler over and say, you know, pipe it down, you guys. I mean, I, when the weather's really nice, sometimes I walk over there. Like, it's, it's not. I pass my mother lodge. And the lodge across the street from that on the way to after lodge lodge. <laughs> it's uh, nice. So I, I've never understood how how people drive so far to lodge. I, I don't know if I could do it. I, I, maybe it's just because I'm spoiled by living so close that you know if I need to be at lodge at at you know five thirty, I leave at five twenty seven, and somehow hey, I'm still late. But speaking of lodges, really close together. We have a problem brewing at our lodge. Oh? If you notice on our Facebook page, the, the breakfast wars have begun. And yes, but we so have more the, money than them. Yeah, their lodge, their lodge is now upping the ante and having a free first responders breakfast now. So if you come in uniform, you get a free breakfast. Oh, I, think just, so, I think that should just be a standing rule anyway. That's not heating up. That's that's been that's been our lodge's thing since the beginning. Yeah, but we haven't advertised it. We've we've always you know, made that rule. They're oh. they're making it public and acting like they came up with it. Oh, it's like the, the, the way I big. read their posts though is it's a one time this on this right. Saturday. On this Saturday it'll be a first responders breakfast. Oh, so so we don't we don't do it. It's not a gimmick, and it's not for all first responders. It's for like the the police in our little town and the firefighters and whoever the EMTs. Like if if they're working that morning and they stop by, like we just feed them. Well, or if you show up at a military, what, what do you mean it's not for all first? What first responders are we saying? Nope, you're not good enough. Well, you you can't just show up from like the other end of town and and just wear your I'm a firefighter T-shirt and then expect a free breakfast. We we don't do that. That it's not a gimmick. It's it's really for the ones around here who are working that morning or getting Oops. off or whatever. Oops. And they they show up and we just. Oh, that's. Um, the fish fry whenever i work the register if you show up in a uniform like clearly on duty i know we we did away with the we give discounts to uh firefighters and police because we had this one guy he would show up with he was a firefighter but he had his like badge in his wallet like a detective like you see on tv with the detectives he'd flip it open and he'd be walking out with like 20 pounds of fish and then want this like massive discount and he's one of the primary reasons we did away with it oh. but i've always been if you show up in uniform i'm not charging you we, we did away call with you it. up i will make everybody that's standing there looking thinking i'm charging you and then just say have a nice day we uh we, we had to do away with the veterans discount at the uh at the fish fry because you know when you're dealing with 
makes sense. You can't have a veteran's <laughs> discount. <laughs> Because otherwise, you know, you just like have to raise all your people. prices artificially high because yeah. everybody's going to get the discount. So, uh, and then we could punish those people who who didn't serve, <laughs> who didn't serve, who didn't love this country right. enough. <laughs> God, uh, good times. Hey, uh, since I'm driving, I, I'm not in. Excuse me, I'm not in the IRC. I'm not in the IRC. Is that dude that's been trying to come listen to y'all? For the last three meet- meetings in there? I don't know. I've not been in the, in the IRC since our last uh, What's episode. his uh, Nick, are you okay? Actually, I just threw up in my mouth, but that's not the point. What did you do on this <laughs> investigation committee to get this guy to join? Wait, yeah, I think you've got this back. <laughs> okay, yeah. There's a... That's not how this is supposed to go, Nick. The casting couch is, is supposed to be for the person casting. <laughs> are you choking wow. on your mitt that you had to put in, or what? Wow, you guys are interesting. <laughs> Seriously though, who who is the uh... Nicholas Weinstein? Uh, all right, Crap. what's his name? Sparky? Spark? Oh Sparky? yes, he is watching. Hey, shout out. Okay, because he he got the link and then like immediately bounced from the IRC at first. Although it turned out he so, he crashed. I was gonna call him out for it, but he popped back on for out of chance. Everybody say hello to Sparky. Sparky. Hi, Sparky. Uh, hey, just Sparky. so you know, uh, we're not dead. It's actually he's worse a, than that. We Sparky's were at guy. Grand Launch. <laughs> um, there was somebody else on Facebook who wanted a shout out. Adam Richardson, happy birthday. Oh yeah, happy birthday. We should really be really are we are, are, from Hancock three one one four. Are yeah, we, we now the happy duty show? We're gonna wish a yeah. happy birthday to everyone. Uh, yes, and, Tony, and, and a smucker's good welcome to Edith that is now hundred and seven yeah. years Anybody old. Anybody who cares enough to go on our Facebook page and <laughs> yes. tell us, then yeah. Tony, quit your complaining and spend the bingo turner thing. <laughs> Come on, get those numbers hey, out of there. We've been getting it's not hate mail, but people have been pissed. You, you, we haven't been recording. Yeah, we've been explaining that, but but you weren't here. Um, some stuff happened. We had to drive like to the other end of, of our, our state for a funeral uh, last week, and then we've been at Grand Lodge and everything that comes with that until like yesterday or the day before. So, uh, you know, we're, we're Masons, and, you know, we do Mason yeah. things. So uh, we're we're catching up. We're, we're we haven't gone anywhere. We were just uh, causing a stir amongst our brethren at Grand Lodge because that's what we do. Just so everybody knows, I was in Milwaukee this week and I got back to my hotel room early on Tuesday night, waiting on the email from Harlan, which never came. Tony, you knew exactly so, where we were on Tuesday. Why? <laughs> I, you weren't there. It, it ends midday Tuesday, didn't it? So where were you? Oh, you were wearing the penguins. Did you go to the penguin dinner? Uh, no, but that was Monday, and no, I, I didn't go to that. Um, so nothing was going on too. Oh, what happens is they have that cheerleading competition and dance competition at the same place at the same Tony, time every Tony, year. Tony, my, my wife listens to the show. Could you? That's where, okay, okay. <laughs> now, I, I, y'all stayed up, y'all stayed up there in the balcony thing just watching. We were conspiring. Yeah, fix the Grand Lodge next year. I was I was past master. I know what you did Tuesday night. <laughs> Speaking of conspiring, when are y'all's elections? For our December. lodge? Yes, December. for your lodge. December. 
Oh, I thought okay. you meant the Grand Lodge. I was going to say we just had those. Are you still in the secretary? I hope not, but yes. <laughs> yes. Bruce, what are you going to do? What do you mean, what am I going to do? You're, you're out of the East, right? Yes, sir. That's, so that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> going gonna on our board of trustees like all of our past masters do. Well, yeah, no, that's a thing. Uh, I'm, I'm not planning on taking a chair, if that's what you're asking. Okay. I've been on a chair since I've been raised, Nick. The board of trustees is a full-time job. I can't, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I have received, running I have those. received absolutely, yeah, I'll be the senior trustee this year, won't I? That makes you the chair. I'm the chair. I've received zero calls on it. Well, other than the tax bill, I read up on what the trustees actually do. If anything actually happens, the trustees get sued. Yes. I was That was not fully explained to me. You, I mean, like you didn't think something was weird when Harlan didn't want anything to do with it, but he was volunteering you for it. Keep it up. You're going to be a trustee next year. So. Also, uh, when we need to commit that fraudulent, uh, I mean, uh, we need to transfer the deed to the property over to the social club. Uh, the uh -huh. Trustees are the ones who can sign a deed of property. I thought we were going to do that this year. We were, and then the master left down. So. Oh yeah. It's weird. <laughs> this is the first I've heard of it. Yeah. Wait a minute. The first that was Strange. the big thing. I thought that was the big thing I was supposed to do yeah, this we, year. We announced it like six times last year that we were going to be doing that, and then. Uh, I think what happened is uh, that kid plowed over our sign, and uh, we just lost track of. <laughs> we lost like two months to that. That was we a big did. deal. When oh, it by the way, uh, he has stopped responding to my calls and texts and whatnot. And did he ever give us paying. any money? I haven't heard any. Yeah, we got two hundred dollars out of him, and then uh, now he's just avoiding me. Well, we're gonna have to do the same thing we did last time and make the cops show up at his door. Yeah, I, I can't find After Lodge. I'm going to have to to send someone over there. I, I figured if we could send the Tyler, he's kind of a cop, right? Uh, he's, yeah, close enough. He's intimidating. Hmm. Um, Although all of the qualities of a cop that are pertinent, he has those. Including a willingness to, uh, you know, be bought off and hurt someone and keep his mouth shut. So, yeah. <laughs> um... We'll, we'll get the, the money taken away from that. And it's extra important now because, you know, we just got a parking lot and we're broke. Yeah, but did it's you guys smooth see as butter. The, did you guys see the campaign for the Cambridge Masonic Temple? I saw something flittering about that, but... So, they were like, hey guys, we want to, like, renovate, like, our fellowship hall type area. And they're like, oh, if you donate so much, you'll, like, do all this stuff, right? Like, no big deal. They got something like $24,000 donated from the members of all the lodges in the area. Um, but mostly wow. their lodge. In, like, a month and a half. That's pretty well, awesome. Our plan yeah. is uh, I just invested everything that our social club has left into Bitcoin, so... Here's hoping. <laughs> You're a few years late on that one, Arthur. We now have three big You know, I thought that I was a few years late the last time. I've told you guys my Bitcoin saga. It just keeps growing. 
I had I had thirty bitcoins once upon a no time. No way. Thirty. And no way. Bitcoins surged. They surged to like thirty-one or something like that dollars. And I sold every single one of them and pocketed my nine hundred bucks. Or yeah, so it was less than thirty because it was like nine hundred twenty something dollars I got for them. Anyway, I I pocketed that money. And I thought I was the smartest guy on earth because I just got almost $1,000 for fake internet money. All of you morons are morons. And and I blew it all on, on beer and taking my girlfriend out or whatever. And now every time I think about those Bitcoins, I just die a little inside. That would be worth uh, $200,000 right now? Let's see. They're about five grand, so... Uh, no, it would be two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh, but, so sorry. But can you like buy a house with? Can you really spend bitcoins in the general yeah. world? Well, uh, sell them for for real world money. Yeah, I mean you can do that, or or there's some things like you can use Bitcoin at Amazon and I think Target now, and uh, there's a few other places like mainstream retailers that are starting to accept them. Yeah, I didn't have 30 Bitcoin, but I had, I probably had five or six that I bought for uh, maybe $100 total, sold it, said this will never work, and then just bought and sold, bought and sold, and I did the math. If I never sold any, I would have had something like, yeah, probably the same, probably a quarter million dollars. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's something that pains me, so... Uh, and I, what I'm getting at is back then I thought that the market was at its peak and it would be stupid that it's ever going to uh-huh. go that far. It's too late to get in. So now it's it's the same story. Um, there are some projections that for Bitcoin to stabilize, they need to reach, I think it was a million dollars per coin to actually stop being so volatile. Actually, that post was originally posted by turns out a 15 year old that had no idea what he was talking about well it spread like wildfire because that's how social media works yeah uh, case in point the united states government so uh <coughs> here's a good idea let's pull a let's pull a troll on the president uh, what could possibly go wrong yeah uh, oh. um I don't even know where to go from that. No. Huh. I, I wasn't trying to inject politics per se because I'm not a big fan of the alternative candidate either. Uh, it's just funny that social media does what it does today. A 15-year-old can project Bitcoins going to a million dollars and affect world economic markets. Uh, Tony can sit in his basement and make troll posts on Facebook and sway a presidential election. It, it's it's crazy. Hey, I get a tenth of a penny every time you click on it, so I don't care who wins. Uh, yeah. How can we leverage this? Why is our lodge still broke? Uh, we can't, and that's why. But we've been trying. We got a Facebook page now. It's true. It's got like four pictures. We should start a Masonic essential oils business or something like that. And everybody you know, that signs we up. We could, because somebody started that, that uh, Masonic Brewing Company. and Oh, that was uh, Brother brother Godwin's doing that. And uh, 
then there's that uh, cigar company that we're getting ready to do business with for our fundraiser. So I haven't heard of a Masonic Essential Oil Company. We can do uh, like Cedars of Lebanon oh, extract. There, what about that pearl thing? Where you? Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Okay. But the oils, the oils, Tony, the oils, or or we could do a Masonic vape juice because you know there's a lot of uh, vaping douchebags in the fraternity now. Uh, Masonic oh, beard. Is that what y'all call it? Vape juice? No, that's not. I was being like. I was trying to be funny, but apparently no one laughed. So. But you're one of the vaping gooseberry. Uh, I am. I am. And there's there's a lot of us. Masonic beard clippers. Yeah. Trying to look for something that we can just buy and relabel and jack up the price because it has square compass on it. So, like uh, this stuff would be a, a good good example of that. So- Solomon Temple's bottled water. But, uh, hey, there was a company that was making money selling chunks of uh, chunks of rock from King Solomon's quarry, and it's it was just you know you just go there and pick up a rock and put it on your soapbox, and at some point it just degrades into I'm just gonna go in my backyard and pick up a rock. Harlan, your mic is cut now. Yeah. That's hilarious. Are you gone, Harlan? You're muted, Harlan. Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, better. Yeah, it's better. I don't know yeah, what so, uh, turns out I think this mic is dying. You say that, uh, I don't know, every week? Uh, I do. But, that happens. Uh, I also don't think about, hey, I should get a new microphone until like the next week, and then <coughs> Amazon takes almost six hours to deliver something to my house now. And you got time. Some walking distance of an Amazon shipping facility. So they started that uh, that Amazon uh, delivery thing here recently, which is it's like a an Uber-like thing where people just yeah. go part-time and deliver packages. Yep. Oh, yeah. I just started this weekend, and it is atrocious. Oh, dude, they're so bad. You have no idea. Uh, Bruce, I, I have think, no idea. Harlan, I think your so employer bad. has little to fear from this because it's, it's going to fail epically. They've been doing it for uh, about six weeks now here in the uh, main city, and it's I've seen four of them on my route, and every single one of them, like, they're worthless. They just, like, they'll throw the parcel, or they'll, you know, it's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, so, no danger. They'll just leave it in the middle of the yard. I saw that one time. Yeah. They, they brought us, like, the wrong package, and... Uh, oh, wow. Then, like, came back and yeah, was like, hey, can... I saw one delivered to a vacant house. That was interesting. Well, that was probably drugs, though. That's... That's possible. Um, not that I know anything about such things. Uh, but, yeah, no, they, like, come back, and they're like, hey, um... Can I have that box back? I think I was supposed to give you this one. And then you've, like, already opened it, so then they're gonna deliver somebody an open box. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so bad. Right. I've seen a few times now where they leave them in mailboxes, and that is a big no-no as well. Is it? Not, that is, yeah, it's not U.S. mail. Yeah. That is a 
federal, isn't it, it mailbox it federal have, property or something? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, wow. And that is... th this may interest you as well as all the listeners. Guess what mailmen do if those guys leave it in a mailbox? We take it, take it back to the post office, charge the customer postage due for whatever postage would be for that parcel, and they have to come pick it up from the, from the post office. <laughs> That's bullcrap. And the reason I understand That's why That's a government-sponsored monopoly is what that is. The thing is... Uh, I, I, they did the space not put inside mailbox. your mailbox, Tony, is owned by the USPS. I jointly with you. I dug the hole. I put the mailbox up. Where do you get off telling me that that belongs to you? The mailbox is yours. The space inside is ours. Well, what about the space right directly beside the mailbox then? I mean, your... you, you, you can't just say we own the space. We okay. own air. We literally do. Because the on the door yes, that's on the front of your box, it says U.S. Mail. Your your mailbox is on my property. I should get to charge you rent for your space. It's then. your mailbox. You your house there. is on it's their property. Easement, it's, it's your it's space. But... It's an easement. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. It, it's not, but that's uh, the closest I can come up with. <laughs> okay, it's an easement. I uh, voluntarily gave up that easement. Yeah, in exchange for having the mail delivered to your door. Yeah, all right. I lost this one. Uh but don't think I won't take it to a higher court. Just There's no higher court than the court of Amazon. public opinion. There's no higher court than the USPS. Oh, there's that too. No. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about uh, who was I talking to that about? Oh, we were just talking about that at lunch the other day. Yeah, when I was like, uh, "Don't screw with." Oh, I was talking to our our outgoing district deputy, and I was like, "the The postmaster is a scary dude when it comes to like blatantly unconstitutional powers to just ruin your life." There's the FISA courts and the postmaster. <laughs> All of the stuff that we, we gave to the FBI and whoever is part of the Patriot Act, the postmaster's had since the inception of our country. Yeah, we don't need... Uh, like detaining you without, without calls, without trial, without the right to counsel, searching your stuff without a warrant, all of that. Is, is post office jail different than like a federal prison? Do they have their own post office jail? Yeah, it's, it's like Guantanamo. It's in the okay, basement. It's a, the, it's the, a the cardboard local. box instead of bars. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't want to come out of the box because then all the aliens will get you. They make you but, read and sort mail. Yes. There's a there's like a whole distribution facility underground, like underneath the post office, and it's just the enslaved people who've crossed the postmaster. So Bruce, what crime did you commit that you're now stuck in post jail post office jail? Um, I'm not allowed to talk about it. Sorry. Hey, I have a yes. Uh, if I if I um I don't even know the word. Deposit? No, that's not it. If I put a piece of mail to be sent somewhere, who reads my handwriting and determines where it goes? A machine. You're talking about like what? a letter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a machine. What if the machine can't read my handwriting? Well, I mean, there's a person for, for everything the machine can't read that that mail goes through to a person. And they just key in the zip code. And then it goes to that office. And then a clerk in that office will read the address. And that person's really pissed at your handwriting, Nick. Right. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much mail they're just like. I have no idea what this dude is trying to say. I mean, it's a it's a pretty significant amount. It's called residual mail, and every station like that's just a thing. 
Every station does that every day. I wonder if they, do you guys have like a hall of shame? One reason or the other. Uh, no. There's nothing too shameful for the post office. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're, you're talking about the place that invented stamp collecting. There's nothing shameful. Do you guys, Bruce, do you guys sit and talk about that? Like, hey, did you see the new, the new, uh, stamp coming out? They're redoing the 1967 Mona Lisa. And you'd be like, oh, I can't believe they didn't go with the 47 <laughs> or below. Uh, no, the people who care about that kind of thing are uh, in their mid 90s and they, they are definitely out there. They're also known They're as the I guess probably they, never they, worked they at the post office. Talk to me all the time about stamps that. Like, I got this stamp that came out in 1943. How much do you think it's... I'm like, dude, really? 49 uh, my, dad, my dad wasn't even alive then. Prior to forever stamps, um, they're worth whatever they say they're worth, which is probably like two cents. Provided they're not postmarked. Yeah. Right. Uh, That's what I was yeah, going to no, say. Who was the genius? I mean, this was absolutely They're canceled. Genius. They're worth a lot less. Yeah. The genius that thought up, you know what? Let's print up stamps and get people to buy. We'll call them forever stamps, and we'll get people to buy them, and we'll say it's a great investment for the future. So there's some it little is, old guy. As long as the post office is still there, there's some little old guy that bought stamps for forty cents, and now they're worth forty-two cents, and he's sitting on like a, his life savings pile of them over here. I think they were forty-five. I think they were forty, either forty-three or forty-five when they first started coming out with forever stamps. And I thought about that. Like that's that's an actual. No, I mean it's I, a, it's an. I don't investment. know about investment, but. No, it is the yield. The yield on that is still better than a CD at your bank. So well, it costs us twenty bucks more to buy stamps at work this week than it did uh, the stamp, the last time we bought stamps late last year. Because I think we're earning 0.3% on our certificates of deposit. So that's a higher yield on postage stamps. Yeah. And it's probably safer than the CD because I saw that movie, The Postman. I know what happens in an apocalypse. <laughs> the mail still gets delivered. That's right. And Actually, Bruce let me down. We discussed that during the, the hurricane thing when Nick was refusing to leave. And I was like, what about the mailman? They still gonna deliver the mail, and then I found out they're not, and I was sadly disappointed. <laughs> is, is somebody drowning their cat in the background? I hear like a an aquarium oh, running yeah. or something. That's, that's yeah, Nick is Nick's driving in his oh. car. Sound. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I can hang up if you want. That's not No, that's fine. I just I was trying to figure out what that noise was. Well, I'm you know, sorry. Nick, we've waited this long to, to to talk with you again. So yeah, go ahead, hang up. <laughs> hey, did you guys see? Man, I don't. Have you guys been in the Winding Stairs Facebook group? No. It's on Facebook, so no. Man, that place, that place got toxic real quick. And somebody's in the car next to me with a mask, and I just almost pissed my pants. Brilliant <laughs> boy, oh, that was not cool. Oh, I just got real scared real quick. It's the purge, Nick. It's the purge. Did you put that on your calendar? <laughs> Nick, hey, uh, a, a live partner would be really good for our show. Just saying. <laughs> Keep driving. Be safe. Okay. Bruce, Bruce, you'll yes, be sir. happy. I just tagged your Facebook photo of you receiving the excellent, excellent, the, the award. So you, I see you. when you shared it. 
but you were too proud to tag yourself, and so I tagged it for you. I need to tag myself. Thank you. I liked it as the as the lodge. I liked it too, but not as I was, me. I was wondering who that was. I posted it. <laughs> Arwen took the picture, so f all you. I did, and I had to. I had to crouch down around some of our more portly brethren in the front row. What I'm wondering about though is who is the guy in the back? He's got his. It's like he's trying to shuffle you off the stage and bring the next guy up. It's, he it's is. Like, uh, go, go. That's, that's, that's how unprominent that award was. I had to there wait was... in the back of the line because you know where our lodge is in that line for like 30 minutes at least. Yeah. While it was just like an assembly line. Was like, this lodge, this lodge, this lodge. Take a picture. Take a picture. The grandmaster looked like he was wearing his pilgrim hat. Mm-hmm. Was. Yeah. That's his. Yep. Yeah. That's it. So, um, speaking of the Grandmaster... The past Grandmaster, by the way. We did the commandery degrees last week, and I didn't know the Grandmaster is, like, super big in New York, right? He was so different. Oh, I'm sorry, it's the past Grandmaster. Sorry. He is so different in York, right? He's, like, the most laid-back person. Like, he just doesn't care. And I'm, like, <laughs> most worshipful. Nice to see you. He's, like... Uh, here I'm just Sir Knight. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, okay. Damn. True. Scottish rights like that too. We oh, don't yeah? care about your purple past. Get your apron on and get in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, somebody in the Winding Stairs Facebook group uh, mentioned, somebody was asking, like what what uh podcast does everybody listen to and somebody wrote i love the masonic the after lodge podcast because i visited them and i was like oh dear god don't say it don't say it but they didn't say it they just said i visited them when i went in their town i was like okay no yeah no anybody who shows up here we make sure they know before they leave well, anybody that listens to the show is in on the joke anyway, so sure. yeah. it's only really a joke on like new listeners who haven't been around long enough. Um, but I posted, I said, um, I just said like, "Hey guys, I'm, I'm like, I'm getting married in a month or something, whatever." Like, is there any Masonic things for weddings? And it was like Sunday morning. I was in the Atlanta airport waiting for my flight, and I just posted it because I just thought about it. And the first answer is somebody said, well, why wouldn't you just pray in the name of Jesus? And it just went. At my lodge, that's exactly what we do. (laughs) Look, I'm Christian, but that's another subject for another time. And this dude just like started. Everyone's like, what the hell? And like, everyone's just going off. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go like this. Oh, have you guys been getting the uh, the evangelical packets like dumped on your lodge and houses and whatnot? I'm curious as to how far out that goes. Because no, I know it goes uh, at least three states from here. Well, yeah, I was about to say Hodap posted something on his blog that uh, some it's they're popping up. Except in their case, it's uh, they've got return addresses, but it's not from the same place the guy that was caught in our state. I was going to say that's fortunate because we had to catch the guy on a game camera and then got his license plate. And then it's it's like our, our Grand Lodge Facebook group. 
People are like, somebody ran a search on the plate and got the guy's like home address, and they're, they're all like throwing it around. There was the game camera one, but that's actually it's apparently more than one because there was another guy. Like they were at the lodge when he delivered, like when he showed up to deliver yeah. it. Like they opened the door and like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. So y'all need Jesus. Yeah, that's exactly what he apparently tried to do. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's been interesting around here. I didn't know if they were showing up in Florida yet. If not, they will. Oh, great. I'd uh, like somebody to go toe-to-toe with me with Christianity. I believe that the uh, the Pat Robertson types are, are uh, popping out again. Oh, jeez. they got to save us from our evil ways. Yay. Um, but, you know, hey, if uh, you guys are listening, thanks for the packet. It was uh, quite informative. And... Yeah. Uh, Disappointed, Josh threw it away. I and it'll keep us quiet. Kept it. Oh, he threw it away. I was. He did. He used it to keep warm I, in the winter. Well, I was I thinking. To put it in the make, library. Yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> it make, like it, it's quite amusing. Um. Good reading material. Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, I'm buying a tuxedo. I have a big question for the After Lodge audience. I, I'm a very conservative person in my dress. So, waistcoat or cummerbund? Cummerbund. Waistcoat. Yeah. Cummerbund. Oh, yeah. But that, that just feels so trendy. But the cummerbund gives wet. you more of that prom feel. Yeah. It's, it's also more traditional, but then you look kind of out of place because everybody else is wearing a waistcoat. And if you remind me, there's a really good place that a lot of Masons I know get their uh, tuxedo from and their... Uh, Machine washable, and they look really good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, machine washable. Maybe I I'd be interested in in looking at that. Uh, mostly when I buy stuff like this, I usually just sneak around consignment stores till I find something that's nice and not an a, a, not a like comical cartoon fit, and then I take it to my tailor and get it all done up. Isn't so, there one of those tuxedo places that, like, after prom season, they always have a big? Do they still do that? They they used to have a big clearance sale. So they you, they they do, but all of the all the stuff that you would want if you're looking for like traditional type dress is, is usually gone or it wasn't there in the first place because everybody yeah. everybody's getting that stuff for prom and weddings and and all of so those are like fancy colors and and designs and whatnot. And I'm looking for. You know, you want a classic to, tuxedo. You're trying to stay away from the pastels and all that, right? Yeah, or or the or the fancy cuts or the 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 new stylish designs. Like I want, I I always enjoy that that sort of timeless. Conservative is the best word I can think of. It just maybe boring is a better word, but that's just what I. Well, you guys know that the suits I wear to lodge are all like the same suits that you would have seen your great grandfather in. Timeless, um, timeless. Yeah. It, it's nice timeless. Trends come and go, but the the classic suits and tuxes and other attire just kind of stays. And then I don't have to buy new clothes every two years when the fads change. I'm gonna sew yeah. my buttons on with elastic next time. Uh, also, what what got me asking this question is at, at Grand Lodge they have the store set up. You know the the peddlers are all there peddling their stuff, and there's all these like uh, all these cummerbunds that have 
have like different Masonic things on them or uh, or what have you. I'd never wear one because that just seems silly. But it was. Oh it was yes, neat. because that's what we need is one more square and compass on something. Oh, dude! If you wanted, you could have gone th this one vendor that was there. You could have got the cummerbund that had like the double eagle from the Scottish Rite, or the square and compass, or whatever you wanted the york right the uh the priest's breastplate um you could have had had any of those and then you could have got the bow tie that's got all the little squares and compasses on it and then you could have got the button studs that are like different masonic symbols and cufflinks and and the uh pocket the pocket handkerchief with with the masonic i mean you could have, you could have done it up you could have got socks uh and suspenders if you you wear those with, with your you could have had like the, the the walking mason billboard tucks. Well, yeah, David David Riley has a saying. He's like, I wear a. Of course, I wear a tuxedo after six. I'm not a farmer. Or something. <laughs> That's from uh, Thirty Rock. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, Alec Baldwin's character says that. Huh. No, I've got my uh, my rule to. Uh, to keep that stuff in check and not have to buy a lapel extender is uh, there's only only one one of any emblem on me at a time. So I have a square and compass on my ring. So my lapel pin is it's either some small discreet like Scottish right thing or hold on, everybody on the ceiling. Uh, I've got like a whole bunch, and I'll just pick the one that's most appropriate for whatever I'm doing. So I've got like a ritualist award from. From our Grand Lodge, I'll wear that if we're doing like degree work. Um, I I think these things out. There's there's a there's a method to my to my lodge attire, and it doesn't include a Masonic belt buckle, or nice or a so many lapel pins that like your jacket's hanging lopsided because because of the excess weight. Um, doesn't that kind of take some of the fun out of it though? Of, of letting everybody know where you've been and um well you could just be like josh and turn the back of your suv into a masonic billboard mm -hmm. in, in case you haven't seen that i think everyone in town's seen it like i can pick oh, josh's car out with like two miles away. that guy hasn't paid for a dinner since 1993 <laughs> His battery said, is dying. Apparently. He said his battery was dying. Oh, Harlan, what are we gonna do about him? Uh, I mean, hey, Nick is hey the Nick Nick is the new me. He came in late. His battery died. Had technical problems. He missed like three weeks in a row. Who did? He did. Nick. And uh, in our bylaw, oh. that means that we have to uh, we have to discuss his removal. We do. You know, way back, if you listen to like episode eight or nine, I remember that I didn't just get to come in. I had to come sit on like three or four shows. I had to be voted in, and we it had to be sure a three four. I, I remember that you just showed up when Harlan was in the hospital, and they were surprised that you were there. Yep. I think I showed up and didn't realize what was going on. Like, what are you guys doing here? type thing because it was really hush -hush. No, you, you started with all those like oh i ran i ran you down that we played with the the angry chaplain uh, we yep. opened the show with i Tony. will find you yeah <laughs> it was a, yeah no he definitely said that 
Yeah, yeah, that was when y'all were incognito, though. Y'all were, y'all were very much underground at the time. We're still we're. supposed to be incognito. Well, we're still incognito, but the, the the ground's nowhere near as deep as it used to be. So, kind of, kind of miss those days of. It's it's fake turf. It's it, it's astroturf. <laughs> well, you, you guys won't let me. I was I'm thinking about wearing my Halloween costume next week. Uh, I might if I get one by then. We should all show up in our Halloween costumes. I still don't know what I'm doing. Uh, next I'm week we're having John Hessel on. Tony, he's kind of a big deal. so That would make it the, that much funnier. That makes it that much better. I put on my Halloween costume and I'll play it off extremely serious. You're just going to show up <laughs> as like Dracula and just do the entire show like you are Dracula? Yes. Yeah. Oh. I will read as long will, as you stay in character 100% of the time, that's fine. I will research Masonic history in Transylvania before next week's show. That's a good idea. <laughs> and that's how I'm going to. Well, back in my day, <laughs> Reinfeld. Uh, uh, uh. He was Dracula. That's the count. It's <laughs> the same character. Yeah. <sighs> I know, Count is but, a parody of Dracula. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of pulling off a uh, a Negan from The Walking Dead. Ooh. My spirit animal. I'm thinking about getting an afro. You pushed and, me, Tony. Uh, you pushed me. An afro and a paintbrush and a batch of stickers that look like bushes, and just giving them to everybody and say, "Now you're happy." And if you tell anybody about us, I'm going to cut you. <laughs> I, I don't get it. An afro, a yeah, sticker. I don't, I don't get it. The, the an afro, afro paint and a paintbrush. And I'd give people little stickers of bushes and say, or, or trees and say, now you're happy. You know, happy little yeah. tree. Uh, We're going to paint this little tree over here in the corner. We're not going to tell anybody about this tree. I swear to God, if you tell anybody about this tree, I'm going to cut you. <laughs> so I have no idea what you're talking about. Bob uh, Ross. About Bob Ross. Oh, I, I, I got the Bob Ross kind of impression there. But, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. understand why he's uh, like a, a serial murderer. Harlan, where did that come into it? You Family didn't see guy. the one show where he was painting a little tree and then he like got, got a little schizo about making sure the kids didn't tell anybody about the tree? <laughs> I, I it's, guess it's really creepy. If It's out there on YouTube. You, I'm sure if you, if you, if you did it like, I'm going to put a little tree here. There now we have a nice pretty little tree. Yeah, except it wasn't like that. that. Was... It was very creepy and drawn out, and, and about oh, yeah. how the tree had to be our little secret. And if you tell anybody about the tree, <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah, that's kind of like a creepy Mister Rogers or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Being a little kid, you're like, wait, huh? Welcome to my neighborhood. Yeah. You want to be my neighbor? That's horrible. That is horrible. Trust the man who owns that many sweater vests. Yes, (laughs) this is the After Lodge podcast, Tony. We we take things that are sacred in our society and then we tarnish them. Beginning with and ending with Mister Rogers. Don't want to wear this sweater vest. It's got a little bit of blood on it. (laughs) Tune in next week when we discuss why the American Legion is pushing their religion on the rest of the country. Number eleven. Mother hasn't taken this one to the drag cleaners yet. <laughs> Mother. Uh, 
Well, it's about time for us to take a knee, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah I believe so. I it's think nice, so. Nice wording there. Oh. I, I do believe so. I feel like he's been uh, waiting also, on the show to say that. <laughs> another public service announcement I wanted to make uh, because I saw a lot of this at, at the Mason convention. There, there's an awful lot of wearing the flag that happens in this fraternity. Ugh. It's not okay. And if you think that the flag is a fashion accessory, you really have no place being concerned about whether somebody stands or kneels or, or goes to the bathroom during the national anthem. Because that's, to me, much less egregious than you having the stars and stripes draped around your neck so you can drop food on it, or on your socks so you can walk on it, or on your boxer shorts so you can rub your balls on it, or, or wherever else you wear the flag on your body. Stop it. Uh, disagree with To our that. international <laughs> listeners, uh, I don't care what you're <laughs> so... Carry disagree with part. that in one instance because Sarah Palin had that one swimsuit outfit she wore with nope. the American flag. Well, that that that, that depending that. on how you personify Old Glory may or may not have been okay. <laughs> uh, but we're talking about Masons, and therefore we're talking about men. So stop it. What about a flag pin? Yeah, that's don't have our. That's okay, isn't it? I mean, it's a pen. I, yeah, I, I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. You know it's exactly not, what I'm talking about. It's not sewn into your shirt, and you're going to wad it up and throw it in the in the washing machine when you get done wearing it. it it's not. It, it's not your shirt, like those big collared, like American well, flag. It, or what, are, are you saying you're not supposed to wash the flag? How how do I get all the antifa blood off my flag after the protests? <laughs> You strap so, it to the back of your truck and you air dry it as you're going down the road. Oh, okay. To go back and clarify, I actually don't care what you wear. I'm not that uptight. You're just making me uptight with all of this just obsession. Stop being about, a hypocrite. Yes. Basically. yes. <laughs> yeah. It's okay for you to wear the flag and stop calling out other people for what they do and don't do during the national anthem because you're both screwing up. So My thoughts are if, if you want the if you want the whole national anthem kneeling thing to stop, stop talking about it. I'm willing to bet when it stops becoming a thing in the news, it'll stop becoming a thing, period. Yeah, then they'll start doing the, the post-shower towel floss with it. Whatever it oh, takes. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Whatever it takes to garner attention. That's the point, is garnering attention. Um, and I'm okay with that. I just, I just want to, like, level the playing field. Um, and... It, it, it's too much of this, you know, you're stepping on my rights when, when I don't like something, but you're being unpatriotic when you're doing something I don't like. <laughs> Everyone needs to just stop. Harlan. Uh, so, that's my PSA. Harlan, why don't you love America? <laughs> because America doesn't love me. It kicks me in the tail every two weeks and takes like half my money or more. And then spends it on things I abhor. So... I love America. Like roads. When did we change our lodge name to America? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and and I, I, I do love it. It's a work in progress, Jeff. Sorry, that was, that was just... That joke was not as funny as it sounded in my head. No. <laughs> we could just pretend okay. I didn't say it. It happens to me all the time. And oh, yes, I'm aware. I've heard the first 35 episodes. Yeah, I don't yeah, think you yeah. can spell America <laughs> without Masonic. Or you can't spell Masonic without America, can you? So wait, what? No, no. What? <laughs> you can't spell either of those without George Washington. That's all I know. Thank you for making my joke better. Thank you. <laughs> oh. 
this public service announcement has uh, been brought to you by. I I I don't even know. Wait, are, are we George done? W. Washington? Dude, I so want to go he into was the a ang- Freemason. Dude, I, I, at this point, I so want to go into the angry chaplain rant and tell you that you're totally wrong in how what we should do. If we, you know, we're Americans, damn it, and by God, we ought to act like it. And what we ought to do is every morning at six a.m., everybody has to stand. If you don't stand, you're going to be locked up. And every evening at six o'clock, you got to stand and, and shout "America the Beautiful" and, and say the Pledge of Allegiance. And if we don't do Wait, that, do we need to do it five times a day? Twice a day will be sufficient when the tanks are rolling by up and down your street and everybody has to face the face. Can, the, can we do it so that we have to do it on a rug and leader. face a certain direction? We could all face it, but you have to face at least toward a picture of the grand leader. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think we you guys face Washington. different directions. The, the current grand leader or a past grand leader? The current I, I, grand I leader. I want Harlan, but I'll, I'll follow him. I uh, see. I, 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 know, I know. I know where Tony's going. I'm trying to go. <laughs> That's as much, you know. If we force everybody to stand for the flag, isn't what makes us any different than North Korea? You know, it's the fact that you have that choice that makes it I'll more valuable that I do stand for the flag. So. I thought you. I thought you were going Hitler with that one. Well, I, I was trying to. I, 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 I was. That's I what makes us different. I couldn't no decide if I wanted to go Hitler or Rocket Man with it. I couldn't. I couldn't decide. There. Rocket. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough choice. Understand. Speaking of uh, of Hitler, have you have you all seen? Uh, Nobody was Hobbit? talking about Hitler, Jeff. I know. I know. I know. I I said I said Hitler. But just Jeff. Okay. Harlan, you're not you're not on Facebook, so I'm sure the answer is no for you. But have you all seen this picture that's floating around? Of what looks like a bunch of soldiers doing the uh, Bellamy salute. That uh, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe that Trump is forcing these uh, our soldiers to do the Nazi salute to him. And it's just more of that bull- that that bullshit that's going on out there. Somebody basically took a picture of a bunch of uh, soldiers in boot camp with doing their grenade training, where they're holding the grenade here and aiming. And yeah, they cut it out, and I've seen that thing like six times in the last couple of days. I remember years ago when Harlan said, "I can't believe everybody." It's ridiculous that people are actually getting their news off Facebook. This was way back when Facebook first came out, and today everybody truly gets their news off Facebook. Uh, the, the, the Daily Me. Yeah. I don't know. We need a different education system where we force the snowflakes to hear things they don't want to hear. Just lock them in a room and play it on a loudspeaker till they all mentally break. Well, when they come out, maybe they'll be better. See, the trick is, is who are you calling snowflakes? Because there's people on both sides of the uh, party line that really need to be forced to hear. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling okay. all of those people snowflakes. Okay, that's, just making sure. That was it doesn't matter question. because everyone's right to not be offended supersedes everyone else's rights. Period. Oh. Uh, you didn't know that, Jeff? No. no, yeah. I didn't. no because on Facebook, be something that you don't want to be true, if you just block it, you never see it again, and then it's no longer true. You get to create your own environment. Yes. Wow. My safe space where my ah. snowflake uniqueness can blossom. Huh. And I never have to have my view of the world shaken 
or my preconceived notions challenged, or really just hear anybody that I don't want to hear from. It's a beautiful thing. And then I vote. Uh, so, yeah, election time comes around this time next year, and I'm sure I'll be finding some way to rant about our Masonic obligations to be upstanding citizens, and that that somehow requires us to be better than this nonsense, but I'll just yep. be yelling at a wall. But hey, I'm a libertarian, that's what I do, I yell at walls. Well, now we've got our daily dose of politics, especially uh, catered to you by the Lodge podcast. End it, Harlan, please. All right. You can get this or any other episode. Wait, oh, oh, that's unless Tony would like to. Now I'm putting the gun no. away. No, no, uh, no, thank no, you no. for. I love, I, love, I love every time somebody at the end of one of these shows tries to do it, and they get like one sentence in, and then they're just yeah. like, no. Oh, it's it's it, it it all looks easy because I make it look easy, but but it's not. Harlan just sits back and like rubs his hands together. <laughs> Somebody's uh, trying to look up cheesecake after lines or something. Yeah, that look. Thanks for listening. Nobody can find us. One hundred eighty after lines podcast. Well, you can find the show notes for this or any of our previously published episodes for the past thousands of years thousands. at www <laughs> You can find us on Facebook at After Lodge. Just search for it. It comes up somewhere. You can find us on uh, IRC at irc.snoonet.org. Pound sign Freemasonry. Where it's not just the After Lodge crew, but a whole bunch of really swell fellows who are far more entertaining than us. They just don't have the bully pulpit yet. Nick's trying. You can find us on uh, on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and Potter and a whole bunch of other directories that I can't even think of. Uh, make sure to check us out there. Leave some feedback. Tell your friends about us. Uh, and as always, the preferred place to find us is on the Freemasonry or After Lodge subreddits. So until next week, brothers, I don't have a catchy quote here. So we'll see you next week. Later. Wow. See ya. So yeah.